This is the Off Mic Podcast, a radio show about radio life. Here's your host, Drew Dalby. This month's rookie episode of the Off Mic Podcast is about two very similar people working on opposite sides of the country. Both are fresh out of radio and find themselves as key parts of afternoon drive shows in their market. First, one of the army of interns for Adam Wilde and Blake Carter on KISS 92.5 in Toronto. This is Travis Hay. Where did you go to school for radio? Humber College in Toronto, Ontario. And you're currently still there, yeah? After finishing the radio program with honors, I may add. Oh. Yeah, I'm fancy like that. <laughs> I made the decision to come back for an extra one-year program where you learn the Photoshop, the video editing, web design, all the extra stuff that they don't teach you in radio school, but you need to know in radio life eventually. It really is going that way, isn't it? Like, If you know that stuff in radio now, you are just miles ahead of people who don't. Well, that's the thing. Is even, uh, you know, you make a post, you have to put a blog up about it. And the blog requires, you know, some basic HTML stuff. And if you know that, things look better, everything's tighter. It's a full program package. Out of school, how did you get involved with KISS FM? Well, it was actually, it was a great timing thing. I was in talks with an internet radio station who kind of needed a uh, volunteer programmer. You know, I was emailing my program coordinator. I'm like, hey, does this count for the hours? Blah, blah, blah. And she's like, stop right there because I just got an email from Adam Wilde. They need interns. So go email him right now. I emailed him. I got a big, long response that's like, yo, love how professional you are. And it made me incredibly intimidated. The, the email was so, it was so tightly written. Very, it sounded like it came from a suit, right? So I, I go for my interview. I'm all nervous. And then him and Cash Connors, who was his co-host at the time, you know, just kind of sitting back, yelling just dirty jokes at each other. And I'm like, this is an environment I could live in. It's always interesting to get that first in-studio experience because anybody that's been through radio school will tell you they teach you one thing and -hmm. you will learn more in the first week in a a radio building than you did your entire radio program. Absolutely. And that's not to knock radio programs. I mean, I'm very happy with the education I got, but there's nothing, nothing that compared can compare to taking your hands and digging deep into that dirt and, you know, getting mud under your fingernails, as it were. Which, of course, is is a terrible analogy because we don't do anything (laughs) resembling work. It's all figurative. Exactly. Where does the name Sassy Travis come from? Well, there was a time, it was early July, and it was always freaking hot. It was so hot. Adam's like, hey, go out and do some streeters. Ask people if they prefer the hot weather or the cold weather. And I'm like, all right, I can do that. And then before then, he gives me a big, long speech about make sure I pour my personality into there so that it's something that I can, you know, come around and be me in. And the first girl I talked to, I asked her, like, do you prefer the hot or the cold? And she's like, oh, absolutely the hot. I hate the cold weather. So I look her in the eyes and I'm like, if you hate the cold weather, why do you live in Canada? Like, that's stupid. (laughs) And I bring it back to Adam. He plays it. He stops, rewinds it, plays it again. Rewinds it again, says, Travis, get your ass out here right now. And I'm like, oh, been a good run, but time to pack my bags. And he's like, you did not just piss off a listener that way. (laughs) And I'm like, it worked. And he's like, go register everything that's sassy, Travis, because you are the sassiest mother I've ever met. So it starts as uh, an internship. You work it into suddenly a character. And as it is, you're basically a full-time character on the Blake and Wild show on KISS FM now. 
I'm definitely part of it. I mean, I'm very fortunate to be where I am. They're incredible people. You know, Blake is my homegirl. Adam's like a brother. And, you know, when I got the first email where it was like, hey, we need someone to answer phones and get coffee. That's what I expected. I mean, you, you hear the stories of interns who are just kind of, you know, they're coffee bitches. And that's not what I am at KISS. And that's, that's a breathtaking experience. There's really no words for it. So aside from trying to drive away the listenership, <laughs> what's the coolest thing you've gotten to do as SAS? Travis. See, that's tough. There was Valentine's Day uh, the other day, and you know, we have a singles night out character. So, of course, we dress Sassy Travis up as Cupid, going around and making fun of all the singles. But the absolute best thing was definitely um, for a little context, I'm six foot two, I'm a fat white guy. Right. And I look a lot like Rob Ford. Uh oh. Like the resemblance is uncanny. So when he goes out and admits to smoking crack and you're in a Toronto market and we're the station that are known for the shenanigans, uh, you bet your ass I'm going to dress up like Rob Ford, go hang out downtown and apologize to Toronto. (laughs) It was the best. It was the most fun I've ever had. What kind of reactions did you get from people? The response was mixed. It happened. Some people are like, oh, I mean, it's a serious situation. Why can you make fun of it? And it's like some people, non-radio people don't understand that we're an entertainment station, you know, we're top 40, we're having fun, we're not hard news, we're not reporting all the big long stories, we're turning things and making them funny. I think the best response was on the street, just everyone's laughing, they want to take photos with you, and of course I'm wearing these big kiss buttons and there's kiss everywhere, I'm handing out chapstick, says kiss, so there's that presence of oh my god I just got photos of this Rob Ford impersonator and there's kiss everywhere. And people are sending us their videos of the stuff that I'm doing. That was the best. Loved that. Are there any other standout moments in your time with the show so far? Oh, absolutely. There's <laughs> there's countless. There was a time uh, we pranked Justin Bieber fans. One of the other interns, Awkward Ryan, and there's just no other word to describe Ryan than awkward. Uh, we took him on his first date, and it was just the best. What I love about Kiss 92.5 and everything that we do It's we take the show beyond the microphone. And I really respect radio people who do that, who it's not just, you know, radio person, turn on the mic. This is that was I am. It's let's do something funny and get people laughing and go to our YouTube page and watch this video and really make it a full experience. I love that. Now, before all of this, what made you want to get into radio in the first place? It was actually, it's kind of a funny story. As a child, I played a lot of video games and I despised half the soundtracks. I was so music oriented and I hated it. I think it was Banjo-Kazooie and uh, my father hated the soundtrack. He taught me how to turn the TV volume down. I'm like six years old at this point and turn the radio on. So I'm playing Banjo-Kazooie listening to the rock station in London that I grew up listening to. And then high school comes around. I have better things to do than go to class. My guidance counselor's all worried. I'm not going to pass high school, do all this fun stuff. He's like, you need to find a career and now. And I was walking home and I was walking actually right by the station that I grew up listening to. The studios were downtown. And I saw someone come out of the building and it just kind of, I was 15 or 16 at the time. It just clicked. Like, oh shit, people actually do that. Like, I could sit down and actually talk about music for the rest of my life. I want to do that. Do you have a dream gig? I mean, you've been lucky to get on with where you are in KISS FM right now. And to, to start yeah. your career in Toronto is huge. What are What is your end goal? Is there a station or any number <sighs> of stations you'd like to end up at? I mean, that's that's a very difficult question because, you know, stations change all the time. And it's, you know, stations that I grew up listening to aren't that station anymore. Um, I have some more dream markets kind of thing that I'd love to work for. I'd love to work in Kingston, Halifax, Victoria. You know, I'm 21. I want to see the world. I want to have fun in Canada. And do I have a set goal? No. 
But uh, will I find where I want to go one day? I'm absolutely sure of it. Who are your radio idols, both people that you look to before you got into the industry and people that you look at now? That's that's a big question. I mean, like every, you know, rock radio listener that grew up in Ontario, I was a big Alan Cross fan growing up. Um, there's a girl in London that she's the morning show host for More FM, Andrea Dunn. I'm a huge fan of her. Um, who else? Idols? That's, that's, I don't know. That's a tough one. I mean, it's is it cheesy to say Adam Wilde and Blake Carter? I love their style. Looking out west, Tyler Middleton for X in Calgary. I know you get a lot of him. Uh, he actually graduated the year before me, and uh, his best friend, TJ on Virgin in Calgary. The two of them are an absolute inspiration in my eyes. Is it wrong to say I'm inspired by bad radio, too? No, I think I think we all listen to some <clears throat> degree of bad radio. There's nothing that you know drives me more insane than, oh, it's a great station with some sweet programming. You know, my favorite station's The End in Seattle. And there's some amazing programming, but my God, some of the jocks that they put on, <laughs> and I'm not going to name names anywhere. What's happening? Like, why? Like, you are in an insane position. Why are you not taking every break to be your own? That bothers me. I, I think that if anybody in the radio industry ever looks you in the eye and without breaking contact tells you that they don't have at least one or two DJs that they listen to because of how bad they are, that person <laughs> has gone into the psychopath realm of being a good liar. <laughs> We all have at least that one DJ that you listen to. If for nothing else, you've had a bad shift and you're just like, oh, right. At least I'm not this guy. I'm not the worst. <laughs> <laughs> I will keep that in mind. That's good to know. From your radio class being fresh into it, do you see any of your classmates going on to do big things? Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, there was three of us. Uh, Jessica Craig, she's... She does uh, swing and evening stuff at the Moose in uh, Timmins, or not Timmins, uh, sorry, Huntsville. And then Scott Ziliato, he's the promotions director for Kicks in Sudbury. Uh, the three of us, we really spent a lot of time pushing each other in college, and I love that. I think it's made all three of us better people, and uh, those two are certainly people to watch out for. If somebody wants to get a hold of you, somebody wants to follow along with the stuff that you're doing, what are the best ways to find Travis Hay slash Sassy Travis? <laughs> The easiest way to get sick of me is by following me on Twitter, at Sassy Travis. Um, I also have a Facebook page. It's facebook.com slash Sassy Travis. I don't use it a whole lot. Uh, facebook.com slash I'm Travis Hay is my personal account. Feel free to add me there. Uh, if you actually want to talk to me, Travis at TravisHay.ca is my email address. Um, I'm also on SoundCloud, Pinterest, everything at blah, 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 slash Travis Hay. Do you think that Sassy Travis as a gimmick will ever limit you like do you think that if you wanted to go on to the next gig and you mm -hmm. wanted to be travis hay instead of sassy travis do you think that you'll be able to break out from that absolutely i mean i think one of the most important lessons i've ever learned about radio is be yourself you know i'm probably never going to work for a christian radio station because i'm very openly gay I just, that's not something that i can fake but can I work for, you know, a station that targets women 35 to 50 at 21 years old? Absolutely. Um, will I be Sassy Travis for it? Probably not. But I'll be a different side of myself. You should probably also not look at stations in Russia. Yeah, generally helpful. Um, I don't speak the Russian language. So, I mean, that's a safe bet to begin with. <laughs> All right, man. Thank you very much for coming on the show. The last thing, the easy thing is now you said it. You love music. You get to pick the spin of the week.
This has been the most difficult decision. I don't think you understand. I spent all weekend stressing about it. Um, but I got to look at if there's one sound that defines who I am as a person, it's Bon Jovi. Have a nice day.
second guest this week also found himself doing intern duties on the afternoon drive show known as The Locker Room with Lachlan Cross on 100.3 The Bear in Edmonton before becoming a full-blown part of the show. This is Warren Barris. All right, easy start. Where'd you go to school? I went to uh, Nate, Northern Alberta Institute of Technology in the infamous RTA program. And how did you turn that into getting involved with the locker room on the bear? Well, actually, I started street teaming uh, in October 2012. That was still when I was at, uh, at Nate. I started street teaming here, doing the occasional shift just to get that little bit of income because schooling being as pricey as it is. Uh, and, yeah, I just turned it into uh, applied to do my practicum here, and Lachlan gave me a call, like, within 20 minutes of me sending the email, and uh, I was started the following Monday. So when you first started with, with Lachlan Cross, were you immediately Warren Barris part of the show, or were you fetching coffee? Uh, I was part of the show. My, my original moniker was Warren the text whore because the original uh, the original way he brought me in was he has a hard time keeping up with the texting and the social media so he wanted another person in here to to uh, maintain that sort of stuff because that's huge for the listener right they love the interaction and so that's pretty much what I started out doing and started picking my spots here and there and he included me more and more on the show and it turned into uh, into what it is now and have the listeners embraced Warren the text whore as a character on the show uh, they have I've since lost the text whore gimmick i've moved on to my own little shtick but uh they, they were pretty accepting early on and i think that primarily plays into uh not a lot of people like lachlan as a person so what would you say you say you've got your own shtick going what would you how would you describe it to someone who's never heard the show before uh we're idiots <laughs> i mean that's pretty much all it is we uh we make a lot of poop jokes uh, we're children that happen to have a microphone in front of our face that we get to talk on four hours a day. Now, working with someone who's been in the industry for as long as he has with Lachlan Cross, how much are you picking up on a daily basis as compared to like what you would have learned in school? Honestly, man, I have been a sponge since I got here because I know how much work he puts into this station. He's such a station-minded guy, uh, and I've been learning tremendous amounts from him like you say he's been around he cracked a mic a year before i was even born so he's uh he's been around for a few years and uh yeah he's been awesome to be learning from how much does he love it when you bring up that before i was born thing uh no he's not a big fan actually the funny part is his uh his birthday is one week before mine so his is the 24th of january mine was the 31st he turned 44 and i turned 22 so he's now officially twice my age (laughs) which i'm sure you take every opportunity to remind him oh absolutely so there's you there's lachlan and who's the third member of the locker room uh our little buddy james he's uh four feet tall uh, doesn't smell too great. Uh, he's a good guy, though. We love having him on here. He's uh, The show wouldn't be the show without little James. Are you both on the show on a regular basis, like daily? Uh, absolutely, yeah. Him, not as much as me. I'm here for the full four hours. He, uh, he of course, works another job because of the wages that radio has to offer. Uh, but he, he, is, he has become a daily portion. It used to be you know once or twice a week, but we've moved that into uh, an everyday thing. What are some of the stunts that you guys have gotten up to? Because as much is uh, the locker room is contained to a four-hour portion on the bear. I also see a lot on the social media. You guys are out in the streets interacting with people. What's some of the cool things you've got to 
do since joining the team? Uh, well, our favorite thing is to send James out on the street and uh, just videotape people's reactions to him asking them questions. We we sent him out, you know, over the past couple of weeks talking about Olympics, uh, whether you would cheat and and that kind of stuff. But uh, it all started off with the first thing we did was uh, the month of October. We did the Great Pumpkin Smash, and we found different ways to destroy pumpkins every day for the month of October, and that escalated quickly we had everything from a backhoe to a shredder to a wood chipper man we we were destroying those pumpkins every day and and did that get a react because that seems like such a simple thing right you just you smash a pumpkin every day you move on it seems like something people would get over pretty quickly, but did you guys keep the audience with that for the whole month? We did. It was unbelievable, actually, because there was a couple times where we uh, we would run out of ideas as to how we were going to destroy these pumpkins. And, you know, you ask the listeners, you ask the audience one simple question, and we were flooded with ideas like, hey, I've got this truck that we can run over two cars. If you're able to get two cars and fill them with pumpkins, I've got this gigantic truck that I'll run over the cars and destroy it. It's unbelievable how something so simple can engage people to that extent. What kind of creative input do you have being sort of, I don't want to say the intern because you've moved beyond that, but being the junior member of the show, does Lachlan take any of your suggestions or advice? Lachlan's of the state of mind that there's no such thing as a dumb idea, especially on our show. So if I ever have anything that pops in my mind, I'll throw it out there. And I don't think so far that there has been something that I've said that we haven't used. Uh, but yeah, Locke's really good about that kind of stuff where he He's, he's open-minded to, to try anything, and yeah, whatever comes to mind, I just throw it out there. What's the best thing you guys have gotten to do that was your idea? Ooh, that's a great question. Actually, you know what? I would like to take credit for the pumpkin smashing, actually. That was all my idea. I originally threw that out there uh, with the an initial idea of having Steve McIntyre of the Edmonton Oilers come and just punch a pumpkin just because, and then it kind of spun into the whole monthly thing, and we did end up getting McIntyre on. So, uh, yeah, I guess I'd take credit for that. Any other standout moments in your time with the locker room? Honestly, just being on the bear in general. I mean, I grew up in uh, in Edmonton, actually Short Park, just outside of Edmonton, and I've listened to the station for forever pretty much and uh, being here in general is just kind of like a dream come true it's still surreal I've been here for seven months now and I still have a hard time believing that I get to wake up every day and go work at this station that I've listened to for forever but if I had to pick out a couple things uh, Zach Wild was in the station last week uh, got to meet him he's a super cool dude I'm still I'm still waiting for WWE to come back to town so we get that wrestler that comes through and uh, I'm still waiting for that to happen so you mentioned growing up in Sherwood Bar listening to the Bear and listening to other Edmonton stations, is that basically what made you want to get into radio or were there other factors? See, I've got one of the most sappy skin crawling stories as to why I'm in radio that you might ever hear. What happened was my dad was in radio for uh, 28 years, I think is what he told me. He started off in, uh, in a small town, worked his way up. He was at CJCA in about 1990. Uh, CJCA here in Edmonton. And uh, he was doing the overnight show and he did a contest where he got a call from a lovely young woman who he then started dating and uh, one thing led to another they got married two years later here I am so uh, without radio I would not be on this earth so yeah it's always just been a huge part of my life your ratings baby 
Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So uh, you say that working with the bear is, is sort of a dream of yours, but I have to imagine that being the sidekick on the afternoon drive show isn't the dream. What's your dream gig in the future? Uh, going through school, I always wanted to do sports. I was, I'm was i a big sports nerd. As time progressed, I realized how demanding being in sports radio really is, and I, I realized that at a certain point, I wouldn't enjoy it as much if I had to retain all this information. And, you know, if you make the slightest little slip, it could be big trouble for you. Uh, so honestly, the bear is where I want to be. Like you say, I'm not looking to be a sidekick for the next uh, 20, 30 years of my life, but it's a good start for sure. I would like to someday have my own show on the bear, though. Who would you say are your radio idols? And we'll go ahead and we'll say Lachlan because he's probably going to listen to this and this will just make things less awkward. Besides him... Who are your idols in the industry right now? Well, obviously, as I said before, my dad, Larry Barris, uh, used to listen to him every night going to bed. He, uh, at the time, was on Ched uh, doing the sports show there, and I listened to him every night. I'm an old-school kind of guy. I've always listened to radio, so Brian Hall's on the list. Uh, John Short, local Edmonton legend, uh, was on the team for a long time. Uh, Yukon Jack as well is a big guy that I used to used to listen to all the time, and I've always loved the way uh, the way he is on the air. In terms of your fresh out of the Nate program, was there anybody coming through in your class that you think people should keep on their radar? <laughs> That's a great question. Uh, outside of myself, well, obviously. <laughs> There's a lot of people that are doing a lot of different things, as is most uh, graduating RTA classes. Uh, we've got two or three here in the Edmonton area uh, working at uh, Chorus, actually. Uh, one of them is Damien, good buddy of mine. Um, I've got a buddy, Matt Eads, who's out at uh, in Lloydminster. I, I don't know. We're spread out all over the place. All right, let's wind down. Uh, contact info. How do people find you or anything about the locker room? Uh, Twitter is the best way for myself, at the Diesel Barris, B-A-R-R-I-S. Uh, com is the website. You can stream our show there. You can see our pictures if you really want to. Uh, we do have a Bear app as well. Just search the Bear on uh, Android and iTunes as well. Uh, that, that's pretty much it. And you have your own podcast. Normally I don't do this, but go ahead because I like it. Uh, I do. I am, I'm a big wrestling nerd. We share that bond, you and I. Uh, I do a wrestling podcast called Spanish Announce Table. We are on iTunes. You can search that if you want to listen to me talk about wrestling for an hour every week. You know what I don't like about the name of your show? What's that? Your show has never been broken. <laughs> one day. Maybe one day it will. And then it'll finally live up to the reputation of the Spanish Announce Table. Warren? Wrap up the show, introduce your spin of the week. Bounced around on this one for a couple of days, but the song I can't get out of my head and is my new personal entrance theme, if I ever am to need that, is uh, it's a song called Out of the Black by Royal Blood on the Off Mic Podcast.
Thanks for listening to the Off Mic Podcast. Follow the show online at Off Mic Podcast on Twitter or like the show on Facebook. If there's a guest you'd like to hear on the show, email Podcast at gmail.com. The Off Mic Podcast is a part of the Dolby Radio Network.